What is up, Lightbeams? This episode of The Know is brought to you by Cinderfit. In case you missed it, I started using Cinderfit blocks in my workouts and I am absolutely loving them. Cinderfit is a design-oriented fitness brand based in Miami, 305, what it do. And they have created these awesome, versatile, weighted, and very chic cinder blocks that are a super asset to any gym or home workout. I can't wait to tell you all about my experience with them mid-episode, and you already know you are going to be able to use my unique promo code, Nikki Spo when you check out at www.cinderfit.com. Thanks to Sana Skin Studio for supporting the No Podcast. Sana is a skin studio that is shifting the relationship with your skin and your products through goal-driven facials, real guidance, and clean skincare. Stay tuned for our promo code so you can receive $25 off of your first facial at Sana Skin Studio. Welcome to the No Podcast with me, Nikki Spo. What is up, truth speakers and light seekers? It is your podcast bestie, Nikki Spo here, and you are listening to The Know, where it's not about knowing everything, it's about knowing ourselves. Today's guest is someone I've worked with in the past, particularly at the start of last year, which was one of the hardest years of my life, to help me gain some clarity on the direction of my life and the direction I wanted for my life. I've been so lucky through the years to attract soul teachers, women of magic, and women of knowing into my orbit. Last year, today's guest, Nikki Novo, reminded me that healing is gnarly. A lot of people think it's full of bliss and enlightenment and all this, and while it is and it can be, the path can also sometimes be hellish. Nikki Novo is a Cuban-American best-selling author and master intuitive reader with a wait list exceeding 1,000 people. And she is the founder of Soul Reading Method, a certification program where she has taught more than 1,300 students how to activate their own intuitive abilities. Nikki Novo is the go-to spiritual advisor for the biggest names in the wellness industry and a leader in the spiritual Latinx community. Dedicated to helping people remember their true soulless path, Nikki has been featured on Oprah Daily, Well and Good, Cosmo, Bustle, Marie Claire, NBC and Telemundo, as well as on popular podcasts like Almost 30, Alan's Blonde and Highest Self Podcast. When she is not leading the way for people to connect with their hearts and souls, Nikki is most likely enjoying nature on her 30-acre farm alongside her husband, teen daughter, rambunctious sons, and their farm animals. Nikki Novo believes in living a soul-led life, meaning that we are able to hear, connect, and understand our essence. For Nikki Novo, developing her intuition allowed her to develop more trust in herself and in all her decisions. Today, Nikki Novo is going to teach us how we can tap into our self-trust and build our own sense of intuition. Let's get started. I met you last year through one of my best friends and former guests on the show, Jamie Lee Ruiz, uh, when I was going through some really tough transitions in my life. You are an intuitive healer. You're a coach. You lead workshops. Um, how did you get into this type of intuitive work? Like, what were you doing? Like, what were you doing before this? And how did you get here? It's funny that I'm intuitive because I would have never guessed that I would be here. And so that's kind of funny because, you know, I grew up in Miami, just like you to Catholic Cuban parents. I was raised Catholic. I went to a Catholic high school and I was just, I don't know. I was just like, you know, always taught to like follow the rules and all those things. And I went to school. I fell in love with like entertainment and media. So I, I actually studied public relations. I, I I lived in Los Angeles. I worked in the film industry. 
And I became an editor, eventually a fashion and beauty editor. And that was my life. But like so many people, I was having a spiritual awakening, like despite all this like world that I lived in, I started, I was dating this guy. And like most relationships that go south, like that was a big part of my awakening. I was dating this guy and I was, I, I never like defined myself as intuitive. I don't think that word was even in my lexicon, but I always like followed my heart. Like I knew, you know, like I, I was engaged very young and I called off the wedding two months before, like. I just kind of like if I was off path, like I would knew I I always knew to like follow, find my path. And what happened was that in my mid 20s, I was dating this guy and it felt very on path. Like I felt very much like my intuition brought me here in a way like I almost um, it, like even like God led me here. So in my mind, I thought that like that meant we were going to be together and get married and have kids and all these things. And out of nowhere, he breaks up with me. So I don't know if you've ever felt that before, like when you were like, wait, like I thought that like the actual intuition and because the, there's times that like we make mistakes or that we fall off path, but we, we were like, we knew it, you know, like we weren't really like listening to ourselves. We missed the red flags, all that kind of stuff. That was like not the case here. This was the opposite. This was like, I felt like this was divine. And then out of nowhere, it fell apart. I don't know if that's happened to you before. And then you start losing trust in your intuition. You're like, wait, what was that thing? that I, that guided me here and how did I get it wrong? How did I get it wrong? Yes, I ask myself that a lot. When you think your intuition is leading you to the right place. Right. But then it like smacks you and you're like, ha ha, psych. And you're like, how, how? I thought this was my intuition guiding me. Exactly, which is a scary thing. And actually that is that moment is what led me to really want to understand my intuition because I never like, Again, I didn't have the word for it, but I didn't have any need to doubt it because I just kind of understood it as follow your heart. And like when you follow your heart, everything works out. It's kind of like what in my mind, what like what I was understanding. But when this guy who I loved a lot dumped me out of nowhere and I at the same time, I was already like learning some spiritual stuff because I was super interested because I was raised Catholic. And once I was like outside of that bubble, I had so many questions. So I was like reading a bunch and one of the things I had stumbled upon was soulmates. So the concept that we, and people use that word all the time, right? Like my soulmate, I want to find my my soulmate, all that kind of stuff. And I was learning that like soulmates are these people that we have lived other lifetimes with. And I got into like past lives and all that. So I was already like interested. This was already in my space. So I thought this person was a soulmate. And when that didn't work, I had so many questions. So this actually led me to my first ever psychic. Well, uh, actually a string of psychics because I grew up Catholic and I really thought that I was going to get like struck by lightning or my mom was going to like pop out of a closet when I was, you know, visiting a psychic. So I never (laughs) went there. Like I never tried to go see a psychic, but I was in this place and I reconnected with like an old girlfriend of mine who I knew from high school, but had lost touch, whatever. And she was just like more of a rebel and when I was telling her this problem, I was like, I really wish I could like visit a psychic. She was like, I got you, girl. Like she was like, she was like, it was like the black market. Like Lily knew all like the black market psychic. So she like takes me on this like crazy, like it was like we might as well have been buying drugs. I swear to God, because she like takes me. It was like dark and we were like in her BMW and it was like a dark night, like nine o'clock. We drive to like some sketchy part of town and like you got to like knock on the door to like tell the psychic you're there and then you get back in your car and then she'll like let you know to come in through the side 
I was like, what is happening? This is why my mom told me not to go see a psychic. By the way, Nikki, my my experience, my first experience visiting a psychic was very similar. I was like, hold up, where in the hell am I? Like, I was like, what's happening? Like, before you know it, you're sitting on some, like, ladies, like, plastic patio furniture on the side of her house. You know? yeah. But she was the shit. My girl was really good. Yeah, no, they are, you know, but it was like, I had no, I didn't know. I didn't know what to expect, right? So I see this woman and it ended up being like the worst thing ever. She like, she was, it was, she was very accurate, but at some point in the reading, she tells me, she's like, I know your problem. And I'm like, oh, you're, you know that if you don't end up with this person, you'll never be happy. Like, I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, you're meant to be with this person. If you guys don't end up together, you will never find happiness. I was like, what? And then at the end of the reading, of course, she tried to sell me some like healing, some like depot to like clean my energy, whatever. And I, I was like, I was really heartbroken by this. And my my friend Lily, of course, was like, oh no, what did I just do? I was like crying, sobbing. Like I knew it. Like this person was my soulmate and I messed it up. And like now, you know, all this stuff. So I didn't give up there. We ended up finding like a, another another person that did angel readings. And I thought that felt like a little bit more safe to me. I was like, okay, there's angels in the Bible. Like maybe this lady wouldn't, is not going to tell me anything bad. I guess I was just looking for somebody to tell me something good, you know, also. So I find this woman and she was amazing and she was completely accurate. And she was like, get over that guy. Like, this is not going to happen. Um, she's like, I see all these things for you. She predicted my husband like two years before I actually met him. Um, all these things. And at the end of the reading, she's like, She's like, you're not going to want to hear this, but you're about to get into the metaphysical. And I'm like, what the hell is the metaphysical? Like, I was like, it just sounded like wizard to me. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, my life is really falling apart. Like, I'm not with this guy. <laughs> no, uh, my life is falling apart. I'm going to get into the metaphysical. What yeah, the? I was like a fashion. You know, at the time, I was the editor of like a really fancy, like, you know, publication. And like for this lady to tell me in her place. Like to tell her that I was getting into the metaphysicals, I was like, oh no, like what does this mean? So she was correct. Then she ended up, and then another weird thing about that reading was at the end of the reading, I also, I looked at her and I said, do you think I could do what you do? Like, I don't know why I asked that question, but I was wondering basically like, was she born intuitive or can anybody be intuitive was kind of like my question. She was definitely born intuitive and like was kind of out there since she was young. But she was so kind and she told me like, yes, like anybody can be intuitive. And that was very like expansive for me because I think, and I'm sure you probably feel the same way, Nikki, like I think medium, psychics, intuitives have always been seen number one as weird and number two as like you're born that way. Like these are people that are not real. Yeah. Or they're like predicting their grandfather's death and like they've had these weird, you know, things that you can't relate to. And I didn't have any of those experiences growing up because if my if I would have come and told my mom that there was like an angel in my bed, she would have for sure sent me to like Canada to live with some nuns until like the devil left my body. So that was like not an option for me, you know. And um, she gave me a book about um, how to I think it was like how to heal your no how to hear your angels by this woman Doreen Virtue who was like an angel expert. And it was like, you know, really funny things. It was like, it sounded like I was supposed to be talking to like the tooth fairy. Like in the book, it said, like, write a little note to your angel and put it under your pillow when you're sleeping and you'll get an answer. Wait, are you like rolling your eyes? Like, okay. Yeah. Like, 
okay, I got to give this a try because my life is falling apart. Yeah, it was a little bit of both. I was definitely like doing it at night and I, I had all these like weird like woo-woo books underneath my bed and I would tell my roommate who was also an editor at the time, I'd be like, listen, if I get in a fucking car accident, the first thing you're going to do, like you're not even going to cry for me. You are not going to grieve for me. You're going to go under my bed and you are going to burn all the scary metaphysical books that I have. You're going to make sure nobody knows that I had that secret because it was like a secret. Like it was like, I, God forbid, I did not want anybody to know what I was doing, but she knew because she lived with me. I was doing it just to see, like I had nothing to lose at that point, right? Nikki, like I was already at this place that like life was so weird at that point. And it was like working. It was so weird. Like it just started to work. Like, you know, signs and like all these things. And then, you know, I'm, I won't bore you with the rest, but basically I went down this rabbit hole which I was scared to go down because I thought I was single at the time. And I was like, if I go down this rabbit hole, I'm going to become very weird and nobody's going to want to marry me. And like, this is going to be a problem. But I kept going. So I like kept my day light. Like I just kind of, you know, like kept that that facade, whatever. And then I was doing this on the side, like just studying basically. And what happened was that like I learned, I, I did a bunch of certifications. I did like Reiki and like this other one called Theta Healing. And once I got into those, I started to have these like visions basically. And I started to see spirit guides, which was very strange for me. So if you don't know what a spirit guide is, guys, it's um, basically uh, you've probably like maybe categorized it as like um, maybe you felt like an angel watching over you or even like a love, like a past loved one, like your grandmother watching over you. So those are types of spirit guides and spirit guides can protected at times like I can't yes. explain it, but I felt like yes. okay I'm being protected right now yes but I, which can't explain is- I can't identify who or what or why or how right. I just have had a feeling of protection before yeah I think a lot of us have felt that we would probably bucket that into like guardian angels like the you know kind of just feeling protected so but beyond that you can actually like communicate like with them wow. and um, and kind of like, you know, and that if you believe in the concept that we have lived many lives, which I had already believed at that point, like I had studying that I read a lot of um, Dr. Brian Weiss's books, I started to believe that in past lives, because even just that guy that I dated, like, I knew that person, like I knew I, I felt this knowing when I met him. And I've felt that with girlfriends too, not just with guys, right? That like, I know this person I have done you when you have children, there are just some of the kids, some of your kids, you're like, motherfucker he's back for round three like we've done (laughs) we've done this again nikki that like i've known eric for yeah ever like i know that i I know it even sounds woo woo coming out of my mouth but i'm like i've known him like i know him like i don't know how it gets more complicated right which and i know that there is a reason how like he found his way to miami from oregon you know like and ended up on my doorstep you know like full body goosebumps like yeah like and I know it and I know that like the the 16 years that we were together that like there was there were lessons that I had to learn that I truly believe that were from a previous experience with him yes like wearing this with like the listeners to like to give context about what Nikki is talking about that I think that we all have some of this in us whether we're paying attention to it or not right like but to your point about like knowing somebody, I'm like, oh, my soul knows you already. Yeah. I can't explain it necessarily, but I'm like, I know you. I know yeah. you. So yeah. when I met Eric, I was like, I know you. 
Exactly. You're familiar. I know exactly who you are. Even if like I couldn't identify it, right? Or like really put it into words or an explanation that made sense. Well, I think without like knowing this like metaphysical stuff that I ended up studying, I mean, we don't have the words for it. So I just, I'm just like you. I've always felt those way. I just like, I needed to know the language and that's how I got into this. But that is, I think we all, and like what you're explaining about um, the relationship. Yeah. So like in the work that I do now, I do these readings, I can find people's like soul's purpose. And so many people come with what we call karmic relationship um, purpose. And like, what's hard with them is that like until these karmic patterns are are not like cleared out or fulfilled their true purpose like is not able they're they're not able to like fully live into it holy shit yes holy shit goosebump (laughs) moment wait 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 yeah break that down for us please because yeah that is major that is major the idea is that we have a soul's purpose right like your soul came here has something to do has a few things it wants to do this lifetime like it's a little, you know, to-do list. Yep. And so people will feel like, man, I really like have something big to do. I've been trying to do this thing for a long time. It's not working. I, I don't know what's happening. And what's happening is that their purpose like will not, there's no space for their purpose until they've feel, like cleaned out the garbage, basically. There is these tasks before, which are super annoying and they're usually karmic relationships, which means that we are cut, we are like um kind of caught up in these like webs and these patterns with different people so like when you see somebody like you Nikki like mother passes away like relationship you know coming to an end that is such a sign that you have closed out these like very long old contracts and that like a lot of what you've been trying to do will not be able like has not been able like it didn't matter how hard you tried the last 10 years or whatever like until those things were, until those lessons were complete. Because basically the idea of a karmic relationship is that I have lived other lifetimes with these people and I have been in the same pattern. We Like this bullshit that we keep doing, you think you're annoyed at, about it this lifetime? It's like you've been doing it for like seven lifetimes. So there's an extra annoyance. You So you're stuck in a very sticky pattern. And until like the lesson is really learned. So for example, for me with that guy, like it was such a catalyst like for me to go here to actually like find my intuition to like become myself and I was in a pattern with him for a very long time and it wasn't until I was like oh I'm supposed to step into my power here like we've been doing this thing for so long I've been giving you my power for so many lifetimes and now that I step into it everything started to open up and like like that things then become easy they make sense like it's not like it's not so such an effort for the things to fall together. Exactly. Like your life should, our lives should have a little bit of like a miraculous kind of like flow signs happening. Like it should have a little bit of that, you know, like I know life is challenging and hard and there's outside ex- series, but there should be a little bit of a, of a like, oh, I'm trying to work towards this and it kind of happens. And, and if it doesn't, and if it's not, there is like some sort of like web that we're stuck in that needs to be detangled. And a lot of it has to do with the way we're showing up in our relationships. You know, I got, I got really interested in that. I, um, you know, the spirit guide started to come to me and actually even like that girl from my roommate that I, I mentioned earlier, her mother had passed away of cancer way before I met my friend. And like one day we were out to dinner. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know her yet. I was just like getting to know her. We were work friends before we became roommates. And like that, 
I was just talking to her. I go into the bathroom by myself and all of a sudden I hear this like voice like this. I don't even know how to explain it. It was not my voice. It's not like, I always say it's not like uh, Mufasa's voice from The Lion King. It's like, I was like, great. I drank too much wine. I'm like fucked up. I'm I'm hearing voices. I come back to sit down with her and she starts telling me about losing her mom just about two years earlier. And that voice in the bathroom was telling me, I am not your mom, but I am somebody's mom. And I like need you to be her mom or something like that. Like it was something about being mom. And all of a sudden I sit down and she starts telling me the story about her mom. And of course I have goosebumps now because my friend's mom is with us. But, um, I, and I, you know, I, I grew up like Hispanic, I mean, you know, I'm Hispanic. So I kind of like felt like it was always okay to talk to like past loved ones. But when I started to open these gates, they started to show up and without me like being like, oh, I want to talk to my grandmother who passed away. Like this was just random. And I was like, oh, I, I like something's happening. And I just started to realize that I, like that there's these like beings, these other energies, whether it's a past loved one or it's a spirit guide that you have lived another lifetime with. Like I just started to understand that there's like souls. There's a difference. You know, like we are souls within a human body. But then there's also souls that are not in a human body that are around us that we can connect to. And I got super interested in that. And there was so much information when you start to be able to like connect to past loved ones, basically. So, you know, it's funny because like right when we just started talking, you asked me about like now that I have my girl, do I feel complete? And it's it's so funny because I have always really viewed my children as not like as as very separate from myself and like that they are not of me, that they are not. They're of me because they came from my body, but their soul is like found its way to me, their ways to me. And so like when I think about how I how I want to raise my children, obviously I'm a regular mom who has my own temper tantrums and I don't I am not the perfect parent, you know, and I'm learning along the way. But like I try to view my kids as like very separate from me in that they are not beneath me. They are not above me. They're simply like a separate soul that has is physically that has been on this earth at this particular stage for less time. And it is my duty to like help them through that because they have fallen under my my umbrella of life. Nikki, that's so beautiful to like, you have all the understandings, you know, like there's words for what you're saying, but like you, like that's so beautiful. Number one, I think that's a big gift that our generation brings to the table. Like we are finally understanding that our children might have the brain of a human three-year-old but their soul can be older than us. And I mean, I think also, you know, speaking about spirit guides and soul, whatever souls, like there, there's so many versions of it, even spirit babies. So like, I know for you, Nikki, like when you were getting pregnant with your daughter, like probably was, you know, for most people be like, why would you be doing that? Like, you know, you're already struggling or you're having, you know, you're going through this thing and you knew, like you were like, there is a baby girl She's supposed to come through me. And you she was a girl before I knew she was a girl. Exactly. And that is because the spirit baby will often come to people before it's even time. Spirit babies will even come before you're even like in a relationship. Like my son Oliver gave me his name when I was like in my early 20s at a party. I remember the moment that like the name, you know, now that I'm intuitive, I can go back and remember all these moments. But I didn't, you know, like, so our spirit babies come and they are, we don't, you know, it's hard to tell the age of a soul. You, if you Once you start to learn like colors and start to see colors around people, you can, based off colors, you can tell the age of a soul. But 
like so many of us are birthing these like super old souls and we don't want to raise them thinking like I am mom, you are child. Like we really want to tap it. That's why I love this work, like the work that I do. Like it's super cool to do a reading, of course, and super cool to like do all this intuitive stuff. But at the end of the day, like I can see my family, I can see everybody as a soul and it helps me move through the world and actually know that, like you said, Nikki, like our kids come here with their own purpose and we are here to help them live into that purpose. But sometimes that purpose might mean them leaving us or like whatever. So we we have to like learn to respect that. Hold the phone, you guys. I want to take a break so I can tell you all about Cinderfit, my new best friend in the gym. Okay, so it's no secret. I work out like a lot and I work out in a lot of different ways because, well, I like to keep things exciting and new and fresh and different. Enter the Cinderfit block. Listen, I am pretty strong, physically and emotionally, duh. And these blocks come in a range of weights that I'm using to add some versatility to my workouts. There's a lot that goes into my thought process when I'm making purchasing decisions. Everything in my home and my life has to be functional. If it doesn't have a function, I don't want it. But I think it's also no secret that I'm really into aesthetics. I like things to also look nice. So I love that Cinderfit has created a stylish, design-oriented, and functional product. Basically, it's like a gym in a block. I don't know if y'all saw, but I stacked my 15 and 25-pound blocks in my home gym, and they're actually, like, pretty and functional. So I love them. I've been sumo squatting, deadlifting, bicep curling, mountain climbing, like the workout obviously, no, I'm not climbing any literal mountains in Miami. I've been tricep dipping, Russian twisting, and I can even attach resistance bands to these bad boys and do all kinds of resistance training with them. I'm having fun, seriously. I also love that Cinderfit has all kinds of supplemental videos on their site so I can get a high intensity training workout in, some sculpting, and even some flow-based inspiration when I need it. Whether you are a beginner or you're doing advanced workouts, you're going to be able to use the Cinderfit block and I'm not even kidding you guys, it can easily replace all of your workout equipment. You know I've got the hookup and I love to share all my great finds with you guys so for a limited time, you'll be able to get free shipping on these um, heavy bad boys with my code NikkiSpo when you order your Cinderfit block at www.cinderfit.com. Summer is coming. I legit think of Game of Thrones every time I say that. You know when they say like winter is coming in Game of Thrones and I think it's like a thing? Well, here in Miami, summer is coming and we need to get ready, folks. Go to cinderfit.com and order yours like right now, right now. I want to take a minute to thank our sponsors, Sana Skin Studio. The best way for me to describe Sana is that it feels like coming home. Unlike traditional facials, Sana's facials are rooted in education and I love this so much. Every experience I've had at Sana has been a chance to learn more about my skin and its needs. I love that the facials are effective while also being accessible enough to be a monthly ritual rather than a yearly splurge. I'm honored to be able to provide our audience with a promo code. Use the code THENOGLOW for $25 off of your first facial at Sana when booking via sanaskinstudio.com. So I want to talk about like how you can teach this to people because like, like, first of all, I mean, I, I, I want to take your classes because I do feel like I've been intuitive my whole life myself. Like I really do. And I've been for personally, I have, um, and I'm telling, saying this because I think a lot of people do this. Like they think they feel, they know something, they have a knowing and 
it's written off as like crazy or dramatic, whatever, whatever it is. And so we suppress it. And so I know firsthand that I have suppressed a lot of my deep inner knowing for many, many years, you know, like because it like it, it was uncomfortable or it didn't make me feel good or I was scared of what I would really realize about myself if I listened to my intuition. And so what happens with that and the pro- the big problem, I think, with that is that when we do that, we make ourselves untrustworthy. Right. So it's hard to build personal trust when we ourselves are not trustworthy. Right. You lose self-trust. And that is like the worst, the worst. That is actually why like actually being in a relationship with like a narcissist, let's say, is the, the most damaging thing of being in a relationship with somebody like that, whether it's your mom or your partner or whatever, is that it it like strips away your intuition. It basically tells you you are crazy because the person has an agenda, you know, on the other side to make sure that like they are not found out, that they are not you know, like they want to keep you like stuck and small so that they can keep doing whatever it is that they're doing. So the damage is to the intuition and women in particular, I mean, men are super intuitive too. My, my husband, my kids are super intuitive, but women in particular, we have a very strong sense of intuition. So if you want to conquer us, just take our intuition away. First of all, like you kind of have to understand where your intuition is coming from. So I, I've mentioned a few times that I heard a voice that's because I have a very strong sense of hearing. So a lot of my messages come from like a herd. Then of course, there's people that are very um, feelings-based. So like you feel like- I feel the energy of a person, even if their face is saying something, like I can feel a person besides what their face and their body language is saying, it has nothing to do with anything physical. Exactly. So what you're doing is like the energy that they're giving off, you're taking it into your body and then you're translating it. So um, here, and then there's also- um, some intuitive people, well, all of us who, you know, are different intuitions, some of it comes through downloads. And those are funny because, um, which you would call claircognizant, because the downloads, what that ends up doing is it makes people like seem judgmental. So I don't know if you, Nikki, or if anybody else, like, you're like, oh my gosh, like, why are you judging that person? You're like, dude, I just know that that person's an asshole or like, I just, and it may come off as judgmental, but it's actually, that's the way you're, I mean, I'm not giving everybody free range to be a, a judgmental asshole or anything like that. But I do want you to know that you might have been labeled as like judgy because of the way your intuition comes in. But it's really because you have a knowing and it comes very quickly. It just downloads into your mind. So it's kind of confusing because you're like, where did that information come from? And maybe I am being judgmental. And then that's why you don't listen to it because you don't have any like backing of it. So it is important first to understand how your intuition comes through. Some of you too, maybe when you're writing, you notice that like you're channeling, like that information is coming through too. So some of you have like a journaling practice um, or are writers or musicians. That's also a form of like receiving your intuition. So once you like know how you're bringing in your intuition, you'll let yourself believe, like listen to yourself a little bit more. So Nikki's saying, I'm feelings-based. Okay, when she feels something, she has to pay attention to it. Like she knows that that's how it comes through to her. So she has to stop and like ask herself, okay, like what what's happening here? And then the second thing is like, so what's happening with intuition is that there is energy around us. Everything is energy. Nikki's energy, I'm energy. The, you know, like your dog is energy. The room has energy. Even, and if you want to go beyond that, your grandmother who passed away has energy. 
Um, so there's so much energy. And basically, as an intuitive, what you're doing is that you have learned to hold focus on these energies and receive the information. So Nikki's saying, if I'm talking to somebody and I can see, I can see they're facing something else and they're whatever. But what she's doing is she's holding focus on somebody's energy in that moment. She might be using their eyes to hold focus. And in that focus, in that presence, she is receiving information. So like as a professional intuitive, which is what I do now, all I'm doing is like, okay, Nikki's coming to me. Okay, great. Let me close my eyes. Let me read Nikki's energy. Let me read the energy of all the people around her. Um, I can read the energy of her past lives. So it's just, it's really like a practice of holding focus and and letting yourself receive the information in the way that you receive it. If you're teaching people because you have your courses, how do you teach people to do that? Yeah, so it's like baby steps basically. It's and and it's a lot of like visuals and like games and also what's interesting about intuition is that you would I when I teach people intuition, a few things that we talked about this in the beginning like I mean the truth is like the reason I got into intuition with that lady after the 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 reason I asked that question after getting you know dumped was because I was really like trying to make sure I never made a mistake again. Like that is why I got interested in intuition because I was like, hold up, like my intuition brought me here, didn't work out, like let's fix this thing. And so people come for intuition for that reason. But like we were saying in the beginning, actually intuition is not, it's, it's not about knowing everything. It's not about like knowing every move and like there's so much mystery and intuition and I would say that intuition is more about, it's really intuition is the voice of your soul. So like the reason we're developing that relationship is because we're trying to hear our truth and our soul communicates through our intuition. So we really want to live a soul led life where we're like following, you know, we talked about raising our kids as souls. Like if we want to live that way, we have to have like a telephone to intuition because that tele that's the telephone to the soul because in this lifetime we are mind body and soul right we have a body we have a mind but we also have a soul we are sp these spiritual beings living this like very human life so we're trying to connect to that so that's why we study it not to like get everything right not about that would be like the ego's use of intuition and that's actually us like conquering our own intuition in many ways I would let you guys know that like intuition is synonymous with curiosity because oh, it's like a curious energy. So basically like you're being like, huh, like you're almost like, I wonder what the truth is here is basically sure. what you're looking for. Like if you would like if Nikki would just listen to that person that had like a facial expression and a body language that was saying one thing, her actual intuition is like curious and being like, huh. I wonder if that's like really true. Is there something else here? Like there's basically intuitions like kind of asking questions. Yeah. And that is how she's like able to get to the answers because she's kind of like, huh, I don't know. I don't know if this is like it. Like I feel like there's something more here. So it really is a curious energy. So as you, as you study intuition, as you practice your own intuition, you really want to take it with curiosity. Basically, like all I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get people to focus on energy so they can read it. Everything has energy. Even future possibilities have energy. So let's say you're stuck on like a decision. You have like two choices to make. I could go back to my corporate job or I can start my own business or I can send my kids to this school or I can send them to this, whatever. So you have two choices. So basically 
you can do like a little exercise where you close your eyes. So if you guys have any, you can have more than two, but maybe let's, let's, if you have two or three, but basically you're going to close your eyes and you're going to see paths. So you're going to say like path number one is keep my corporate job. Path number two is, you know, start this business I've been wanting to, to whatever. And you're going to see these paths like as roads, like streets that you're walking down and you're going to see yourself like a little avatar and you're going to walk down road number one. So like you're just trying to hold your focus on this path and basically now, so I'll let you guys do that for a second. See if you're getting, what does path one feel like? How do you feel? Is it dark? Is it light? So there's no right or wrong answer in these in these questions. Like we're not right. judging the answers, right? I think it's really important to like pay attention to that is that we're not judging the answers because even me, like when I'm doing this, I pretended I had a corporate job, which I don't. But I'm like, I'm walk, I walked myself down a path of like a corporate job and I was like in, instinctively just like, no. Right. No. And maybe you felt tight. Maybe you right. felt like yeah, my shoulder. I felt like my shoulders were coming together and I was like, uh, uh-uh, no, 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 this is not it. Well, okay. That's, that's fine because I don't have a corporate job, you know, and there's probably a reason for that. So that's why I'm so averse to like imagining that. But I, I think it's important to remind, but for some people that judging. might be great. Yeah. Right. We're not judging that we're observing. We're taking like stock of the information that we're we're presented to in with our feelings and the way that we're like visualizing that. Nikki, perfect word, observing. Like that's the word, you know, like you're just going down the energy. So basically what we did with that, and then you'll do the same thing with the second guy. So like, we'll go, we'll walk down the second. Does it feel tight? Does it feel bright? What does it feel like? And like Nikki said, we're not looking for the right answer. We're looking for the answer that is true to your soul, like true to you. So it's not about right or wrong. It's about truth. And that's what we're using our intuition for. And then what we did with this is that the option of you working that corporate job or, you know, like taking that, you know, making your own business, these are future possibilities. So they exist, they're energies, but they are in the future. So what we're doing is we're grabbing future information, future energy, and we're like giving it a little visual because that visual is what helps us hold the focus. And then, because it's nothing, it's just energy, but we're giving it like a street and, you know, whatever. And then with the street, we hold the focus and we receive the information. If you had a pen and paper, you could probably, some of you could probably even get more information. Nikki's very feelings-based, so she could like feel right away, no. But if you had a paper, you might even be able to get more. And what you want to do is like, when you're holding that focus, what's important is that the information is coming from like, the top of your head, right? Like it's dropping into your head, it's dropping into your body. But because our brain is the first thing that's there, um, that's underneath our third eye center and our our um, crown chakra, these are the intuitive centers are on the top of our body. What we're doing is that um, we might judge what's coming through. So depending on how strong like your inner critic is and how much judgment, even like your religious beliefs, right? Like there are times that I'm doing something, even till this day, that I'm like, Nikki, you are full of shit. <laughs> like you are full of shit. Because talking about herself. Yeah, talking about myself. Sorry, not this, not Nikki, you, Nikki. <laughs> like I'm talking to myself being like, I am full of shit because I've been programmed for so many years. Oh, yeah. Yes. That like, it doesn't matter. Like the fact that I have a wait list of over a thousand people that want to talk to me. There is still the little girl in me that had, was raised by this mother who makes me feel like, 
this is all wrong. Pre-programming, the pre-programming. Exactly. And Nick, I want to touch on something and like the societal programming too. It's like, I think like we talked about our generation, like our generation is reprogramming everything. Yes. Like we're dismantling the patriarch. We're asking men to step up, you know, and we're, as women, we're collectively healing. Yeah, but definitely. That, that doesn't, oh yeah, we're all healing. No, you know, what, like there, there is societal generational programming that is part of this. Yeah, listen, like this, remember guys, if you go back and I am not anti-Christian, I love Christianity. I like my kids have been baptized. Like I am, I love Jesus, but re the religion of Jesus is not Christianity. Jesus was just this, you know, this preacher and his message was taken over for power. So like w Christianity, like is this institution. And if women all of a sudden or anybody really start having their own, you know, experiences and their intuitions and all these things, like that all gets dismantled. And there's so much in the Bible that is there to control us. Even though there's so many beautiful things in the Bible, there are humans that take the Bible in the wrong way and use it to control. So like, imagine like nobody wants us to be doing these practices because it's like against this institution. You know, for me, that that came a lot of that intuition. I started listening to my intuition when I started clearing my head from alcohol, right? Like I was so upset for whatever reason and hurt and, and like because of for all the reasons, right? But once I started to get clear, I was like, oh, I, I hear and I feel and I can see these things. And I have a lot of intuitive friends like that have told me the more they stepped into their intuition, the less substance they ever wanted to use also because it clouds their relationship with their intuition. Well, what's funny with addicts, um, my husband's in recovery, is that we like addicts are the most sensitive people. That's why they need the substance to like deal with this world that is yeah. messed up. I relate to that. Yeah. So like, if you are like, if you had any of that abuse, you are most likely super, super intuitive because you are very, very sensitive. Like if you're sensitive, you're receiving all the information. Like your intuition is just not trained yet. And it's very overwhelming. So totally. you need something to like shut off your brain. And so you will find those things. So it's like, yeah, the more sensitive we are. And then I, I would say that the more you get into your intuition, you realize your sensitivities. And then like, everything just feels like too much. Even coffee might feel like too much and things like that. So that, that's definitely part of the process. You just quit coffee this month for 30 days. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> By the sure. way. You'll yeah. probably find like interesting parts of yourself. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, so what, what are the, what do you give us a couple of keys for the, for our listeners, the keys to building the intuition and self-trust? Like how do we get there? What are the steps that we can take? Yeah. Definitely um, a meditation practice would be great, guys. I know that most of us don't like meditation. We don't like to sit down on a pool. I consider myself like somewhat intuitive or I'm tapping into it and I'm learning and I'm developing it, but I hate meditating. Like I don't like it. I don't like how I feel. And in some way, Nikki, and I'm not trying to hijack your, your, your statement here, but I'm like, it forces me to, to like face the things. Right. When I meditate, I'm like, oh, this is coming up. This is coming up. I'm supposed to silence my brain and this is all coming up. Yeah. And it's like, it's part of why I don't want to do it. It's hard. But the thing is like when you're meditating guys, like, and you can do like walking meditations, all that kind of stuff. Um, I actually like doing the intuitive practice because it's like, it's all guided meditations. So it's keeping my brain busy. I'm like, okay, 
we looked at the path and now we're going to look at a rainbow and we're going to like, so that helps me not have to. So if um, if you don't like meditation, try guided meditation. So you can go like on any of these apps or on YouTube. But the reason for the meditation is because um, intuition and reading energy is all about um, putting your focus on the energy. So when we sit down and meditate and our brain goes nuts, we are just having like a lack of focus. Like basically we're focusing to like on like the brain just going off as opposed to like finding focus. So if you are meditating, you want to be like, okay, I'm just going to focus on my breath, like in and out, or I'm going to focus. And that focus trains your brain to like hold just a little bit of focus on on energy. And eventually you can hold focus. Like, you know, I can hold my focus for an hour now on on energy and receive information. I wasn't like that always. And I would say like, it's crazy. Like you definitely need to get sharper, like as you learn to hold your focus. So I'm grateful for that. So that's an annoying thing, but at least like some quiet time, guys, if you can't do meditations, like journal, like there has to be quiet time in your space, height, like um, nature, walks, anything. You need some quiet time for it to even like show up. Yeah. So that's important. And then into, what I was going to say is that like you were just talking about some of your friends are intuitive. I think a lot of us think like, oh, okay, I'm doing intuition. I have to get it right. And I'm trying to prove myself. But the truth is you actually need validation to be able to get stronger. So the wow. reason like my intuition is so strong is because I've read so many people and so many people have told me like, oh my God, Nikki, that was so accurate. And when they tell me that it's accurate, I'm like file folding and like building like trust in my own intuition. So like if you like, you can totally like play games, like if you're into cards or tarot or just with your friends, like, be you know, my husband and I love to do this game that. I'm like, okay, Benny, look at me in the face. Tell me what's going on. And he'll like read my energy, but he's holding his focus on my face. And just like, I'm like, oh yeah, that was good. That's totally right. Like just a silly game. My girlfriends and I will play games like, okay, I'm going to ask you a question. Like first response, like first intuitive hit. And you're not allowed to like judge or, you know, overanalyze my question. So those are all like fun games because your friends will give you feedback and let yourself be like, okay, can I read you? Like, can I tell you what I think is coming through? Um, you know, it's hard sometimes with friends and family because we have like our judgments, but if you're being curious- We have experiences of them. Yeah, but if you're being like curious and just be like, I don't know, I don't know why I'm getting this or like it's a little bit more fun, you'll be able to get into that flow and just ask them if it feels accurate for them. And that's how you start to develop. And then of course, when you follow your intuition and it works out, file folder that, like be like, when you think about taking a leap, when you're thinking about like, I really feel like I'm being called to go here, go back to all the times that that feeling worked and like that it worked out for you. Like you have to build like your, you know, your resume of like why you are trustworthy. And then if you've lost your trust to really go through a process of forgiveness, I really believe in this. So like you can do like a little ritual. You can get like a rock and bury it somewhere and just be like, you know, I'm like releasing all like my, um, you know, all of the times that I've like disowned myself or, you know, like not listened to myself. Like, I love you. I release you. I'm sorry. We're going to do better. And that gives you also a clean slate because we want to eliminate like the doubt because the doubt is like, oh, you, you're the one that did this and did that and blah, blah, blah. We really want to work on silencing that voice because your intuition's there, but it's not going to scream. It's Brr. not going to talk over the anxiety. It's not going to talk over your coffee jitters. It's not going to fight like 
It's not going to fight the self-doubt. Like she's chill. Like she doesn't need to prove herself. So that's why she's harder to hear than all the other noise because they're like assholes, like just trying to make themselves seen. So like she's not going to talk over that. So we have to work on letting that have less of a seat in our life. So <clears throat> while you were talking, these are some of the things I wrote down, like some of your, the steps, right? You're encouraging a me meditation practice and at the very least having quiet time, like set aside for yourself. And I feel like a big part of, of these steps is the validation, which encompasses, right, a couple of things, right? We're talking about you have to be willing to learn and then applying what you learn and receiving the affirmation for what you've learned, but then also like file and stalking your trustworthiness. Exactly. Like calling back on the experiences in which you have been able to be trustworthy towards yourself and trust trust your feelings and be able to act on them and just remembering like how those times worked for you. Right. And then if you are struggling with that, forgiveness, like really right. bring forgiveness. is big. Yep. I'm going to have a bunch of rocks buried in my backyard pretty soon. A rock burial ceremony. A rock burial ceremony, forgiving myself for all the ways I've abandoned myself in the past. And I think a lot of us have done that. You know, like there's so many instances in which we've abandoned ourselves on tiny, tiny, tiny scales and then like really big, you know, damaging, damaging ones too. And I think a lot of it requires forgiveness. I ha I've, I mean, I always say, Nikki, that I think that forgiveness is bigger than love. And I, I get like some some pushback on that, but I really do. I think that love is 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 a very pure um, feeling and experience. But I think forgiveness is like a, a is a next level powerhouse feeling and action that that doesn't get as much respect as it should in society. Like I really feel that. Like I think you're completely correct. Like it is it is it's, it's forgiveness is like um it's like a subcategory of love because it requires love to forgive. Exactly. But it is like love when you don't want to love. Yes. And that's why it's harder when you or don't especially it. like when you're forgiving somebody who isn't even sorry. Right. Like you, you may, you pass a judgment that, that they're not worthy for, of the forgiveness, but forgiveness isn't about who is being forgiven. It's about yourself, right? So that you can live free of shame and judgment and pain and suffering. And so, yeah, so you can actually be present because the thing is like without forgiveness, your, your energy is stuck in other places and other stories. So you're missing out. And in many ways, like what we're talking about in the beginning where we we're talking about like those you know karmic relationships and stuff like that a lot of it is like our energy is still stuck in the past so we're just repeating the same thing over and over again and forgiveness really is like the portal to getting a clean slate it's so wild you know i used to i used i mean i still do i i read tarot cards and i pull tarot cards and I used to be obsessed with pulling my cards. Like I would overdo it because I was always looking for the answer and I really needed somebody else to give me the answers to my life, right? And I would pull the same cards over and over again. Like I would pull, for those who know tarot, the Wheel of Fortune is in the Major Arcana, which the Major Arcana has 21 cards and it like consists of like big life events where the Minor Arcana is like your day-to-day -day things that happen. And I would always pull this Major Arcana card called the Wheel of Fortune and 
it was always like I had to continue. It was, I always felt, I'm like, God, I have to learn the lesson again. I have to learn the lesson again. Like I'm back on the merry-go-round. I got to learn the lesson again. And it's true. And I, I actually stopped pulling tarot for myself because it got, uh, my. I felt like my intuition got to the point where I could almost predict what cards I was going to pull for myself. Well, that's actually a really good sign, Nikki, because like some people, um, you know, they like use cards first. There's nothing wrong with that. But ultimately to get to where you are, because the, the cards should be a reflection of your intuition. They're not the ones like giving you the answers. It's that like, it's basically like the intuition that's already in you comes through in the cards. Yeah, I already knew. So I got to a point where I didn't need to search for the answers because I already had them and I trusted myself enough to know that they were true without needing something else to prove it to me. Yes, I love that. So I think, but, and the reason why I say that, like, let's bring it down into like Earthland where like maybe our less intuitive or less, whatever, listeners, it's like, I think that we have that a lot. Like we're looking for answers anywhere. Like you might be looking for it on Instagram and an IG post or like whatever you're looking for it for, but like you all have the answer. You have it already already there. You're just looking for something more concrete to validate it for you. And sometimes we're afraid of the answer, Nikki, and that's why we don't go within ourselves. We're like, you know, me with the 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 psychic story in the beginning. I was like looking for a psychic to tell me some good news that I was like either going to marry this guy or I was going to marry a doctor and like live happily ever after, whatever. And the truth is like if I would have slowed down and sat with myself, the answer would have been right there because like your soul does know the way. It ha- your soul like remembers it has all this memory it has all this knowing right that like oh goosebumps that higher version of you the thing is that sometimes where it's trying to take us is a very hard road to follow and that's why i think you can't have intuition or any of this good stuff like forgiveness soul led living like you can't have any of that without bravery like because everything that like you want is really like it's only possible with bravery. Like to see, actually like my, what's super funny is my husband was an, um, I was married to my husband for seven years before I knew he was an addict and I was already intuitive at the time, but I did not want to see that. So like what's funny even about your own intuition is that like you will miss things because we are in denial of the truth. It's kind of like, you know, we want the truth, but we can't handle the truth, right? So like you have to couple all of this and every time you have to uh, you have you have a question that needs to be answered and you like need God to deliver that message to you like also pray for your own bravery and when you're brave enough you're going to get a lot of answers and it might be hard but like life gets better like once you're you know past like you're ready and you're brave enough to get it and you you know you fix the things and then you end up on the other side so it's worth it but it's but it can be scary. Nikki, tell us about the book that you have coming out. Yes, I have a book coming out in May, which I'm so excited about. Oh and my it gosh, is, this is amazing. Yeah, and it's actually a little bit of the story of, um, I grew up in Miami and found out, you know, married my husband, found out he had this addiction, realized that we needed like to completely redo our lives. It was either divorce or like re- completely redo the lives. And we were able to redo and we moved to the country and, um, and just been living our best lives on 30 acres right now. And the book is really about like what happens when like you unintentionally created like a life that you didn't really want. Oh my God. How did I end up here? And then how do I get it more on an aligned path? 
Yes. And we're gonna have to then we have to have another episode where we like recap the book together. Yes, book club. Right. Book <laughs> club coming right up. Nikki Novo, thank you so much for being here. We can't wait for, for your book coming out in May. All of the no podcast listeners cheering you on. I know that they love you. So I'm just so happy for you and I can't wait to talk again soon. Thank you guys. Thanks for having me, Nikki. What is up, Truth Speakers? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The No, brought to you by Cinderfit, my new favorite piece of workout equipment, which can easily replace all of your existing workout stuff because no one likes clutter. You can pretty much do it all fitness-wise with a Cinderfit block. So like I said earlier, summer is coming. It's time to get your fitness game on so you're feeling great, not just for summer, but for life. Get free shipping on your heavy Cinderfit block for a limited time by using my code NikkiSpo when you check out at www.cinderfit.com. Enjoy. This podcast was brought to you by Sana Skin Studio. Be sure to use my code THENOGLOW for $25 off of your first facial at Sana when booking via sanaskinstudio.com. More than a skin studio, Sana is a movement towards healthier skin and self-love. Thank you so much for listening to The Know. If you loved this episode, go ahead and share it with a friend. Words are so powerful and someone may need to hear what we covered today. And if you really loved this episode, please take a moment to rate the show and leave a review. Your comments are so important and valued and they give other listeners insight on what to expect on The Know. You can connect with me personally via Instagram at Nikki Sap Spo and The Know with Nikki Spo. My hope for you today is that you are fearless and in looking inward so that you can be your highest, most authentic self and go after the life of your dreams. Mm-hmm.